I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Been a while since you've last heard from me. I've been, unfortunately, been getting sick, physically sick, not more mentally sick, don't worry. And I've been working uh, longer hours at work, even though they keep telling me, oh, well, we're trying to cut back. That doesn't stop them from kind of roping me and saying, hey, you know, more money. Hey, hey, hey. Well, what can I say? I like money and I and I like not being poor. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Let's actually talk about boxing. And we've got some big news because th- this caught me off guard. The rematch for Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev has been made. I was I was stupefied, stunned. I thought, okay, with all the talk of Andre Ward talking about possibly retiring and also with all the difficulty I kept hearing from Kathy Duva about how how much teeth she had to pull to make the first fight happen I thought okay like we're going to be lucky if we see this fight next year but chances are knowing Ward he'll he'll either do it in 2018 or that would be next year, but he'll probably do it in 2019 because even if he is, if, even if he wasn't that difficult with negotiating, that's about as often as he does fight. I mean, let's face it, Andre Ward's not the most active fighter. I think he, I think the reason he blocked me on Twitter was just because I said, "Hey, isn't it funny how Andre Durrell is actually more active than Andre Ward?" And that's what led to that. Unblock me, Andre. I'm not really that mean, but yes. The uh, the rematch has been uh, finalized for June 17th at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Really looking forward to this fight because uh, Kovalev was extremely pissed off that he lost, understandably. Uh, a lot of people felt that he won. I've watched the fight a few times since it first aired back in November and both time well not both but like it seems like each time that i do watch it like i can understand both arguments it's like okay no i can understand how somebody could say ward one and other times i can say well it's it's kind of obvious that kovalev dominated him but i'm really looking forward to this because not only because of the trash talk i mean kovalev's been saying some very funny things on social media he posted a picture of uh, when he knocked Ward down, Ward's on his hands and knees, and Kovalev saying, "You're bowing to me because I'm your god." It's just like, oh, that. I mean, Andre's gonna be very upset about that because blasphemy. But, geez, no, it's good. But both fighters have a lot of questions that need to be answered in this rematch. Number one, for Andre Ward, is it? Can he actually truly convincingly beat Sergey Kovalev without a shadow of a doubt? For Sergey for Sergey Kovalev, he's got to answer the question: Can he finally dominate Andre Ward? Like he, it seemed like he was in control for the first half, but then he he slowed down. He got tired or something. So did he overtrain in the first fight? Can he take control more dominantly in the latter half of the fight if it goes into? Uh, the later rounds. I'm really looking forward to this fight. It's weird. It's like 
because Andre Ward is a talented guy, but at the same time, his personality is just like, oh, for God's sakes, like, get over yourself a little bit. It's funny, you know, he said that he didn't set out to be a superstar. His trainer, years after he won his, uh, like, this this is back in 2009 when he won his first title at super middleweight his trainer said he's not going to be a superstar he's just going to beat superstars and like it or not that's what he's done even if you don't uh agree with the kovalev decision but either way if this fight does happen well why am i saying if it does happen (laughs) it's going to okay i just i just said it was but when this fight happens, like I said, I hope it answers a lot of the questions that we still have. The most important question that did not get answered, and which we thought would, is who now is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world? That's what everybody was talking about last November. They said whoever wins this fight is going to be pound-for-pound number one. And even after the dust had settled and Ward got the decision, everybody was kind of like, oh, hmm, don't know. And Ring Magazine uh, had uh, Chocolatito Gonzalez, or Roman Gonzalez, rather. They had him as number one, but with him losing uh, his last fight, uh, now they've elevated Ward to number one, Kovalev's at number two, Gennady Golovkin at number three. So... I can understand arguments for all three of those fighters. Honest to God, I can. Particularly uh, Triple G. Uh, He... Pardon me. He had a much uh, tougher outing against Daniel Jacobs than uh, some expected, myself included. I thought that he was going to knock Jacobs out, but no. uh, Jacobs went the distance with him. A lot of people said that uh, he should have won the fight, some people say that anyway. I thought, well, it was competitive, but at the same time, I thought that uh, Gennady Golovkin did enough to win the fight. I don't think Jacob's stock went down anyway, but uh, regardless, you've got uh, Ward, Golovkin, and Kovalev, or sorry, Ward, Kovalev, and then Golovkin. Those are the top three fighters that, according to Ring Magazine, but a lot of people are starting to say, no, it's not either of them. Somebody in the much uh, lower weight classes in the super featherweight division, and that is WBO world super featherweight champion Vasil Lomachenko, who uh, this past weekend just utterly dominated poor, poor Jason Sosa, who didn't seem to really have any answers for what was in front of him in Lomachenko. And the thing is, you you watch uh, Lomachenko you see how good he is, and then you realize, wait a minute, like, this guy's had only eight fights? I mean, the, the Sosa fight was his ninth fight, but prior to this, he's only had eight fights? And he's only lost one, and that was his second fight, uh, the title fight against uh, Orlando Salido, which uh, apparently uh, Lomachenko uh, is thinking about a rematch with that. I don't know. I mean, either way, this guy is a lot of fun to watch. It's, uh, you're kind of puzzled, like, oh my god, like, how can one human being be this skilled? But, uh, the thing about Lomachenko is, what's next for him? Does he move up to the lightweight division? A super fight could be made between him and Mikey Garcia. That could be a lot of money 
a lot of money in that fight. It could be the biggest, uh, the biggest little fight that uh, you could get. But I don't know. Uh, I've seen some very good arguments about why he should stay at super featherweight. But I personally, I would like to see uh, that fight between Lomachenko and Garcia. Why not? Somebody make it happen. Moving on. Now, from a fight that I really want to see to a fight that nobody wants to see, and that is Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. For the undisputed who-the-hell-cares-about-this-fight welterweight championship. That was sarcastic, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yes, Manny Pacquiao, the man who couldn't say no to another comeback, is coming back against Jeff Horn. This will be happening July 2nd in Brisbane, Australia. After weeks and months of will they, won't they, which was worse than any sitcom romance I've ever seen, yep, the fight has been finalized. Uh, Amir Khan had thrown his name into the mix for a little while, but as far as I'm concerned, Amir Khan should actually think about winning fights before he actually thinks about getting big fights just because he's Amir Khan and he can talk about how fast his hands are. I personally don't care how fast his hands are, but yeah, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. Pacquiao will be defending his WBO welterweight title. Jeff Horn, he's undefeated, 16 wins, 1 draw, 11 knockouts, turned pro back in 2013. If this is the best that Manny Pacquiao can do for terms of opposition, maybe he should just retire. I love Manny Pacquiao. I've been a fan for a fan of his for a decade, but at this point it's like, oh, who cares really? Who cares? I mean, it this is not uh Terence Crawford. This is not one of the best welterweights out there, okay? If he was fighting somebody like Keith Thurman, anybody this I I can't get excited about, honestly. Sorry if you're one of the people out there who can, good for you, but I cannot. And I don't know a lot of people who are saying, all right, Pacquiao versus Horn, can't wait to watch this. Really? I can. I can wait a long time if need be. But that's just me, that's just my opinion. Sorry if you feel differently, but you're kidding yourself if you think this is the best fight for Pacquiao. I mean... After 22 years, you'd think he'd had enough. But I guess not. And fine, but what's the point of being in the Senate if you're not going to be doing your senatorial duties? Honestly. I mean, what were you elected for? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into a political diatribe, which will offend a lot of people. But either way, moving on. Okay, now we're going from a fight that I have no interest in to a fight that I, I don't understand. With It seems that with each story that I read about it, my interest keeps getting peaked and peaked. And that is Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Canelo Alvarez. And I just thought, you know, I really don't have... 
I don't have patience for either of these fighters. I mean, you all know how I feel about Canelo. I mean, still waiting for somebody to write that Catchweight Queen song. But uh, either way, I don't get it. The more the more news stories I read about this, the more I think, oh, I'm so glad I've got this weekend off, so or I've got that weekend off so that I can watch the fight. I was reading a few days ago that uh, Nacho Bearstein who is training Chavez Jr. for this fight, he almost uh, he almost walked away. He almost said, screw it, I'm done. Like, Junior's not going to have me in his corner. Uh, I guess uh, Chavez has been training in Mexico. Uh, uh, where they're staying uh, apparently is 3,200 meters above sea level, and Chavez wanted to get out of there early and uh, finish his training camp somewhere else, like Mexico City or Las Vegas. And uh, Nacho told him, no, like, let's stay for the rest of the month because, like, why would you want to spoil a month and a half of work that we've already put in at this uh, elevated level? And he put his foot down and said, look, you're going to do what I say or I'm not going to be in the corner. And... Chavez, it almost brings a a tear to your eye because our little boy is growing up. He's finally decided, okay, I will do what you ask. And uh, yeah, good for him. Uh, I want both of these fighters at their absolute best when they get into the ring. Even Oscar De La Hoya, I'm finding very little to fault him with because... uh, yeah, I, I think the promotion for this fight thus far has been pretty good. I wish, though, that he wouldn't uh, make comparisons to uh, other past fights. And saying that, oh, well, Chavez versus Canelo is going to be like Barrera versus Morales. I just thought, no, why would you do that to them, Oscar? Like, why not have them set their own standard? Why not give them that opportunity instead of saying, oh, you've got to be just as good as them. Nobody expects it to be even better. I mean, I think that's something that promoters should just stop in general. You know, stop saying, oh, this is going to be like Leonard Hearns. This is going to be like Hagler Hearns. It's just, no. I didn't like the comparisons for Leonard Hearns during Thurman versus Garcia. I could understand them to a point, but at the same time, I also thought, come on, who's kidding who? Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, they are not at the level of Ray Leonard and Thomas Hearns in 1981. Not even close. That's just how I feel. But regardless, uh, the more I hear about this fight between Chavez Jr. and Canelo, the more excited I get. I And as I said, I do have that weekend off of work. I am going to be uh, watching the fight if it's uh, in my area. Hopefully, I, I haven't been able to catch a lot of fights, to be honest, in Calgary recently. But uh, hopefully, there will be a, uh, a sports bar nearby that will be hosting the fight. And I do plan on doing my usual set of tweeting throughout the night. So, uh Hopefully, yeah, hopefully that will happen. And I do plan on being back uh, with another podcast within the next two weeks where I will be giving my prediction for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Canelo Alvarez. 
I want to take this moment to once again apologize for uh, the gap between episodes. Uh, it's unfair to you, the listener, and I want you to know that uh, if I could, I would do these podcasts a lot more often. It's just that I do have responsibilities and I do have bills to pay, and unfortunately, this podcast uh, is not my job. I wish it was. I honestly God do. But uh, that's why I am always, every day, I'm always on the uh, the Twitter account posting those uh, daily boxing history pages. Uh, that, that's just something I have a lot of fun with. I hope you're enjoying them. I hope you get a chance to uh, watch some fights from yesteryear that you might be aware of, relive some memories, or discover something, uh, discover a great fight that you never knew existed before. Uh, but regardless of that, I want to apologize again for the delay in episodes, and I am not just guaranteeing, I'm promising, well, it's the same meaning anyway, but <laughs> I am going to do my absolute damnedest to make sure that a new episode comes out within the next two weeks, so uh, look forward to that. And if there's any sort of breaking boxing news, I do hope to be on top of it. Who knows? Maybe something major is going to happen within the next seven days, and that's more than enough excuse to do another podcast. If I have the time, absolutely I will. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Ad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page you can subscribe on itunes podbean and several other podcast directories if you use itunes give us a review and let everyone know that the boxing for free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary i'm andrew schweitzer thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next time did i actually say that i'm gonna go crawl under a rock and die